0: Chris Pearce, passionately Portsmouth.
1: And here we are, live as always in Studio 2. 30 nights, February 13th, 2020, this is Express This Week. And here we are, this is Chris Pierce. thanks to your company as always, as we look back... It's a busy week from the last seven days of what's been going on across Portsmouth and south-east Hampshire. Thanks to your company as always. Great to have you along. Action-packed programme for you tonight. At ten past eight, we're in the company of Bob Taylor. Now, Bob's the chief exec of Portsmouth Water. Uh, chat about lowest bills in the country. Uh, in sunny in England and Wales, we'll chat to Bob. He's with us for a chat at ten past eight tonight about that. And some other things too. Reservoirs, all that uh, haven't. So we'll chat to Bob at uh, 10 past eight tonight for a chat with uh, Bob from the Portsmouth Water, Chief Executive, actual fact. Our profile guest tonight, first time. Will it's just after 20 past eight tonight here in the studio. Our profile guest, Heather Headland from the Gospel Voluntary Action. First time, petrify as you like, which is good. <laughs> and we'll hear two of her songs as well look forward to her company uh, and uh, having a bit of a chat find out more about the befriender scheme uh, scheme rather amongst other things so here's our profile guest night. here two of her songs that's them all just after 20 past 8 here on this week's express this week from Studio 2 here in Central Portsmouth thanks to your company Express this week on the air to nine tonight I'm just tapping away the keyboard you see (laughs) Uh, toilet sheets there you go Tommy Artist. Uh, so, local news and views is what it's all about here on this Thursday, and, and we're talking Portsmouth Water, uh, one of the um, actually one of the best companies in England and the world for lowest bills. And uh, Chief Executive Bob Taylor uh, joins us on the line now. Bob, good evening to you.
0: Hi, good evening, Chris. How are you, right? Very well indeed. Thank you, Chris, and yourself.
1: And not so about it all. A busy week, I'd imagine, for, for yourself, Bob.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of interesting week in our business planning process, which we go through every five years with our regulator what So um, this week, all of the water companies have to decide on whether they will uh, accept what's called the final t- determination or appeal to the Competition and Markets Authority. So uh, some companies have said what their plan is. Other companies have until tomorrow to, um, to finally uh, make their mind up.
1: Wow. Okay. So, so big stuff then uh, on the horizon for that then. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But what's interesting to see is uh, highlighted this week that uh, Portsmouth Water actually is a company doing quite well, uh, certainly in terms of being one of the lowest bills in England and Wales. How how do you achieve that, Bob?
0: Yeah, we've had um, uh, the lowest bills in the industry by quite some distance actually for for some some while. So just maybe. Putting that into perspective, our bills um, come July this year will be, or the average bill across our customer base will be about £100, Uh, and that's come down a little bit from uh, what it is at the moment. the average in the industry is 186 pounds so we're quite a long way below the average and the nearest company above us is about 140 so uh, this is for water services only we are a water only company so this is only for the water side of um, of the service um, uh, and obviously there's there's wastewater services in our area, area which are provided by southern water um i mean the reason one of the reasons why we uh, have low bills. Well, firstly, we are an efficient company, and Offwater has said that we're the most efficient company in the sector in the recent price review process, but also um, we have the benefit of very high-quality water, which most of our water comes from underground, from the chalk aquifer. It sort of rains on the South Downs and um, percolates through a natural chalk filter underground, and uh, at one of our sites, our big one of our biggest sites, actually in have the water actually bubbles out of the ground. It's the uh, largest artesian well field or spring field in, in Europe and about a third of our water comes from that site and it's, it's very high quality water. It doesn't need much treatment um, and we don't have to drill at that particular site sort of uh, hundreds of feet underground to pump it out, but we do have to do that in other places. But we're fortunate in haven't that it, it bubbles out of the ground. So, yeah, we do have um, the, the fortunate kind of um, gift of nature, if you like, in terms of uh, how, we, how we get our water from nature and how we are able to deliver it. But we do actually also deliver great services to our, our, our customers, and we're also recognized for the highest level of customer service in the sector as well.
1: Fantastic. I mean, what's nice as well, it's going to be challenging, isn't it, to keep sort of bills quite low for all those sorts of things that you sort of just hinted at, really, and certainly for the future, too, because obviously uh, we're talking more building of reservoirs as well, aren't we?
0: Yeah, we are indeed, yes, and we are building um, uh, the the first reservoir, uh, I think, in England and Wales since the industry was privatised back in the late 1980s. Um, This is at Haven Thicket, it's a £130 million pound investment and the reason driving this is um, not particularly for our needs as Portsmouth Water but to support the the needs of our neighbouring company, Southern Water um, and, and that's because of climate change and population growth but particularly there are environmental issues in the area. Southern is going to be reducing the amount of water it takes from uh, the, the chalk streams uh, that run across its patch. and. Uh, new sources need to be found to compensate for that reduction intake to protect the environment. So, you know, what Havent Thicket Reservoir does, the water will be supplied to our own customers. It comes from the same site in Havent as to as where we supply a big chunk of our water from today. But in doing that, it allows us to, to make capacity available on the edges of our supply area so that we can uh, deliver a supply to southern.
1: And that's the kind of nice thing, isn't it? Because obviously you're helping out other people.
0: Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, um, nature doesn't respect water Mm. company boundaries and um, uh, it's very... uh, Is that
1: unique, Bob?
0: Uh, well, the, the, there are some unique features of this reservoir. I think it's it's only the second groundwater storage reservoir that I'm aware of in the UK, so um, there are some u- unique features, but no, I think collaboration between water companies per se is not particularly unique, and it's, um, it's quite common to see one company helping another company across its boundary, but I think because of the challenges we're facing in the industry, environmental challenges, population growth and so on, I think we will see much more collaboration and this will probably be the the first of a kind of pipeline of projects, if you would excuse the rather corny pun, um, that you'll be seeing over the next few years to make our infrastructure more resilient and to be able to tackle the the challenges of of growth, climate change and, and protect the environment.
1: Well, that's one thing you're doing, aren't you, with the actual sort of memorial woodland too?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a a really nice idea um, that came from a discussion with some of our colleagues in Havenborough Council, and um, we're allocating a particular sort of quiet area of the reservoir. I mean, the reservoir is is on the edge of Lee Park and also Rowland's Castle, so there are people living very, very close to it. It's on a site that people currently use for um, walking and running and taking their dogs and so on. We've owned this field since the 1960s. So um, obviously we will, we'll be enhancing that with the uh, the reservoir facilities, and there'll be a visitor centre, and um, there'll be a wetland with bird watching facilities, and, and you know all sorts of new um, amenities for the local community, which is really important to us. We're very much a community orientated company, and you know putting things like this back into. The community is important for us but yeah the, um, uh, the memorial area was a, a local idea and we've, we've already started the tree planting there and people will be able to go and just have some quiet time to think about friends and family who are no longer with us and maybe people who've lost their lives in the wars and, um, and, and those sorts of things so we're really really proud and happy to be able to create a facility like that as part of the project.
1: And when's the project due for completion?
0: Uh, it's a it's a long duration project for for uh, a number of reasons. We're aiming to complete it in 10 years from now, um, and the reasons for that are that the construction period we have to prepare the site properly first. So we have to move out some of the flora and fauna. We've got um, we've got bats on the site. We've got dormice on the site as well. So the first phase is is. Uh, clearing the site carefully and creating the conditions so that those um, inhabitants can uh, can move and, and live elsewhere on the boundary of the of the reservoir site. Uh, and then once that is done, we have to build uh, an embankment around the edge of the reservoir. This is about 17 metres high, about 50 feet high in places, and requires a lot of clay to be to be dug from underground and uh, made into the embankment. That'll take, we think, about three years. Uh, And then once that's done, we have to fill the reservoir up, which we think also could take another three years, depending on the availability of water underground to fill it. So, I mean, if if there's plenty of rain and the aquifer is, is healthy, as it is right now today with all the rain we've had, then it'll take less time than that. But if we're in dry conditions, it could take longer. So again, we're in the hands of nature there in terms of the construction programme and all of those kind of environmental factors.
1: Silly question, Bob, but can we have, you know, do you get to a situation where there's there's too much water?
0: Well, undoubtedly, we do see that. uh, And that is, that's one of the challenges of the industry. Only in the last few days we've seen, unfortunately, um, the floods and um, people's homes being uh, flooded out in, yeah. in other parts of the country, and that's been the case in Portsmouth in not, the not too distant past. So, you know, one of the challenges we all have is to try to to harness the water. We we, we need to have more natural facilities to allow water to to soak into the ground more easily rather than running off into the sea and and, and and um causing flooding problems. We need more reservoirs to be able to store that water and we need to have a more of a joined up thinking process between feast and famine, i.e. when it rains very heavily and we've got lots of water available. And then just round the corner we have dry weather and, and, you know, drought situations almost. So, you know, we need the resilient infrastructure to be able to Protect ourselves against both of those uh, s- scenarios in the future.
1: Fantastic! It all sounds like exciting stuff, Bob. Anyway, but uh, appreciate you coming on, and telling us all about it. Uh, again, if there's an emergency, people should. How can people sort of get in touch with the water company?
0: Well, yeah, we, we have a, a 24-hour number yeah. on our website there, so people can have a quick look on the website and sure. um, and uh, dial the number straight from there. We've got a 24/7 service.
1: Fantastic. Bob, pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming on tonight. Do appreciate it. And uh, we'll probably come back to you, if we, if we may, uh, perhaps later on in the year. But, uh, Bob Taylor, for now, thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Chris. Cheers, all the best. To you. And you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Chief Exec, uh, Bob Taylor, off on Portsmouth Water, with all sorts of things going on there. And, uh, indeed, if you want to find out more about uh, any of that, you can go to their website, portsmouthwater.co.uk. 93.7 Express FM. This week 8:29. Our both our guests tonight, Heather Headland uh, from Gosport, of on the action in the hot seat this week. First time as well. Heather, good evening to you. <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Guys. Good stuff. That's what we like to see. Good stuff. Actually, before we come on the air, I always say to our guests so we can just test things <laughs> working properly. I uh, say, what do you have for breakfast? Yeah. So no, I said nothing. <laughs> and you said nothing. Absolutely diddly squat. <laughs> so what? it's going to be one of those, is it? Okay. No, it's
2: not. I, all right, let's make it up. <laughs> I had egg bacon. Oh, Ugh. if only,
1: <laughs> if only. There, fantastic stuff. Heather, thanks for coming. <clears throat> Good to see you. Uh, and which is nice because I I'm not uh, spoken to Voluntary Action in Gospel for like, a few years on the airwaves. So it's great to have you along and uh, get you in and what have you. Um, but I mean, first of all, tell us. I mean, Gospel Voluntary Action speaks to itself. Uh, Uh, And not a lot of people know, I guess, it even exists. Would that be fair to say?
2: That's true. I mean, it's out there now with more advertising and word of mouth. So we're getting more and more referrals coming in. Yeah, definitely. She's got a script. This is great. We could I have. Be... <laughs> I'm going to follow my script. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'll get you off that script it
1: kills me. <laughs> no, but uh, it, yeah, but words slowly get out there. It's, it is. It's amazing it, that people still don't know you exist, but you've been there for years.
2: Exactly. This is it. And yeah. there's so many things that you do. There are, yeah. I mean, at the moment we have the Close Encounters project um, where Gosport Voluntary Action works in partnership with Age UK Portsmouth, South Central Ambulance Service and the University of Portsmouth, along with Age Concern in Gosport. The project is designed to alleviate isolation and loneliness for the over 55s in Gosport...
1: Because that's kind of a big thing, isn't it? Well, we've seen a lot of this now on TV, haven't we? Isolation and things like that. We have, yeah. And, and it's not just the elderly anymore, is it? No, no. It affects really all ages.
2: Exactly, but we cover from like over fifty-five. Yes, yeah. I mean, and that can encompass people who've had strokes, for instance. So obviously, you know, with the stroke, mobility, yes, they can't get out. They might not have any friends or family that are close by, so they don't see anybody. They might have carers coming in, but as we all know, carers work hard, and they've only got limited time. They can't sit there and have a chat and a coffee.
1: No. Mm-hmm. I, I, and a shame, isn't it, really, because obviously people's lifestyles these days are so much different to what they perhaps were 20 years ago or so.
2: Exactly, and everybody is busy. I mean, if we think about it, how many times we talk to our neighbour next door?
1: Hmm. Very or, rarely, isn't yeah. it?
2: Or oh, any of the neighbours, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So w- what a change. So something like this is, <clears throat> you know, quite handy to have, really.
2: It is indeed. It is indeed.
1: <laughs> so it's quite. Uh, it's quite some. Yeah, and this is the thing, really, isn't it? I mean, the volunteers are just something else, aren't they?
2: The volunteers. We, if anybody's listening, we are always desperate for volunteers because without our volunteers, this would not be possible. It really wouldn't. They give up their time to go out and visit people in their own homes. So this
1: particular scheme you're talking about, this close encounters there. I mean, what's the the end goal if you like at the end of this? What 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 what's the The achieve? end
2: goal is to alleviate loneliness and isolation and oh. to help with people's independence and keeping them as independent as possible in their own home. That is the main goal of this. And obviously to reduce the pressures on the ambulance service when people are calling because they're lonely yeah and, and, that and there is, the is a lot of that, that unfortunately okay. very
1: so nice. we'll give you details at the end of how you can get involved in all these different things that, uh, that the Heather's talking about so that's just one tip, really item really sort of project you it, well, the actual DVA is involved with
2: exactly yeah and the Close Encounters project it includes advocacy so advocates can support you, make sure that your wishes and your voice is heard and your wishes are taken into account. They can help you with things like housing, health care, benefits, all those sorts of things, just to make sure that what you want um sorry i've lost the plot here chris It's because you're looking at me Uh, i'm
1: listening intently so listening intently i'm high on the screen
2: and they can gather information for you so that you can make an informed choice of what how you would like to live your life where you would like to live your life yeah basically so that that's the advocacy service i mean there's more to it than that but obviously time is limited yeah and then of course we have our befriending service where we can offer, as I just talked about, the home visiting service, where somebody will come and visit you in your home, um, one day a week for an hour, maybe a bit longer, and t- to encourage you with that to build up a relationship, perhaps encourage you to go out to clubs. Okay. Because a lot of people, they're lacking in confidence. Mm. They don't want to go out to a club by themselves. That's no. that's another another big issue that we have. Um, or perhaps if they've had falls, they've got no competence in going outside, so even getting somebody to step outside their front door and reduce their anxiety levels and then small steps lead to bigger steps, you know, go to the local shops, do a little bit of shopping and take it from there. So
1: it's weird to get their confidence back in uh, stepping outside yeah. the front door, that kind of thing.
2: That is a big issue, Yeah, especially as when people have like falls. It, it then frightens them. Yes. What will happen if I have a fall again? There's nobody there, especially if you've got no friends and family to help them. So yeah, it is so a it's a real quite big. Tough. It really is a big issue. Yeah. yeah.
1: Are you finding it more and more as, as this sort of scheme operate? Yeah. You know, uh, through day to day the scheme.
2: I think because we are now being known out in the community, and of course we have a lot of referrals that come from places. Like adult services or the community nursing teams, they yes. see these people on the ground and think, Oh yeah, befriending service would be good here. You know, build up somebody's confidence. So we are getting a lot of referrals.
1: And you're seeing a steady him. increase in all this. We yeah.
2: are seeing a steady increase, which is unfortunate, but ah. you know, I think that's just the way obviously the population's getting older as well. Yes. People's families are, you know, they're all they're spread all over. It's not a close community like it used to be when you had like Mm. you know family were like living in the same street we've got none of that anymore so yeah it is a big problem
1: okay Okay. yeah I mean that's so that's befriending uh going back to that uh, I mean winter time are you sort of seeing more Mm. sort of cases being referred to you more this time of the year perhaps than in, in the summer
2: um, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would just say really? that it's a steady increase. Okay. At the moment. Yeah. Well, I couldn't I couldn't just sit here and say, Oh yeah, well actually because it's cold and it's windy yeah. and rainy, you know, you know, people are more lonely because that's that's not true. No. I mean there's three hundred and sixty five days so in the year. It's quite consistent. And it's, yeah, and it's like you see all these adverts and things on the television, don't you, about um oh we must remember like the elderly at Christmas, you know, Christmas Day. But people are still lonely the other three hundred and sixty four days of the year. Yeah, so it's not just one day of the year. No, exactly. So So we need to bear that in mind as well.
1: Okay. So people out there tonight um wanna get involved with the befriending scheme and things like that. Uh we'll give you the details at the end of the interview and how they can get involved and and that kind of thing. As you say that people referred to you so People can't self refer.
2: They can indeed. They can, can self refer right. themselves, or a family member can okay. refer into us um, as long as they might meet the criteria, which is over 55, um, and they are not going out to clubs every day. Okay, because <laughs> okay, we we unfortunately we do get some of those calls. Yeah. You know, our mum goes to the club Monday to Friday, um, but she doesn't do anything on a Saturday and Sunday. You know, those are not the people that we're trying to reach because they are able to go out by themselves and join in with clubs or go shopping or go to the church yes. coffee morning. So it's not those sorts of people. It's the people who are, who have mobility issues they're isolated or isolated, isolated. Yes. they've got anxiety yeah. those sorts of people are the people that we're really trying to reach out to express fm
1: passionately portsmouth yep 16 meters away from nine 16 meters away from the chasmeister on the way after the news is next at nine o'clock Ready to rock your socks off. And that's on the way uh, from 9 through to 11 tonight, in actual fact. But back with our profile guest, Heather uh, from Gosport's Voluntary Action. And we've sort of touched on a few things before we played uh, a little bit of the Carpenters. Uh, we touched sort of on the independence of people, I guess, in some ways, with befriending and that kind of thing, and sort of getting people back out uh, of their front door, uh, which is a stepping stone, if you like. But there's all sorts of other things, too. Dustbusters as well, all these sorts of different schemes. Tell us about that, Heather.
2: Yes, we have got some not for profit services to help people to keep their independence. Um, so we've got the dustbusters. Um, they come out and they will do your housework for you and do some grocery shopping. Then we have our DART and Gardens who offer decorating and odd job service and grass cutting, pruning and planting. Um, And then we also have our Driving Force who offer transport so they can take you to hospital appointments, GP appointments or perhaps to your lunch club. And you just pay a small contribution per mile. So that is a great service. So how do you,
1: do you phone up and book that?
2: You could. You have to register for these services. Okay. Yeah, But you can go onto our website yeah. and you can register for all of them. Everything is there is on our website. I'll uh, give you the details of that a bit later.
1: Yeah. Okay. Brilliant <laughs> stuff. So, I mean, it's also, I mean, this is the thing with GVA, isn't it? And I'm, I'm guessing there's other organisations uh, similar, right across our transmission area, in actual fact, we do something very similar to what GVA does. Uh, and that's the thing with the voluntary action because it encompasses all sorts of different schemes within itself isn't it
2: they do so you will find of a lot of other clubs and services on their website um, because they do a lot of things for the youth as well so there's a lot of things going on there so yeah lots of opportunities
1: yeah now befriending coordinator that's your exact title I mean what's a typical day for you is it such a thing as a typical day (laughs) I don't think
2: there's ever a typical day I mean um, we obviously get the referral come in So my first point of contact is to either contact the person directly or the family member and make an appointment, go out and visit them and see what we can offer them. And then once I've done that, I then um, need to match them with a volunteer who would be suitable so their interests as matched as best that I can. Um, And then once that's done, I will introduce the volunteer um, to their clients, and see how they get along. Yeah. Obviously, like all things, sometimes we don't all get along. We no. don't just click. So. Bit hard work. It, it is hard work, but it doesn't happen that rarely.
0: No. I
1: think. I, I, and I guess when you're looking for volunteers, that's quite crucial too, isn't it? Because you, 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 as you said, you've got to match the volunteer to the person, so that that can be quite difficult. Yeah.
2: It it can be yeah. because it's all based around interests. To be honest. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of the elderly, you know, they 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 like to watch things on television. You know the old black and white cowboy yeah, films, sort of thing. Too. Oh, there are lots of characters out there. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I it. could imagine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, I do remember one lady. <laughs> I went to go out and see her on my very first visit, and I and um, I stated what her name was. I said where I where I was from, and she said, "Oh no, she doesn't live here." And I'm thinking, "Sorry." This is the this is the name this is the address I've got. And she said, Oh, I was only joking. Wow, brilliant! Yeah, that's fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was a laugh, bless her. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, I mean, is it just yourself then that's coordinating all the volunteers then?
2: Uh, for the befrienders, it yeah. is. And how many yeah. volunteers
1: have you got within the befriending side of things?
2: We have got sixty-one at the moment. Wow.
1: So okay. it sounds
2: like a lot, yes, but we have got over hundred and eighty one clients okay that we have um that the befrienders go out to, and then obviously we have got people on the waiting list, so I've got over another forty on the waiting list.
1: so what we're after tonight is we're after really more volunteers to really assist you uh mm-hmm. with with working with going out and actually meeting these people. Yeah, Bef- that's to, to befriend us if you like, and um, yeah, to bit of a soulmate, I suppose, in some ways. Yeah, isn't it? A bit just of a to pelt. pop round, just and to pop round and see have how a they chat. are.
2: Yeah, over a cup of coffee, put see, the world to rights. You, you got to be a good listener. Yeah, a good listener is always good. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to just be talking all the time. You know, the the client has got something to say. You know, they've got a story. They don't want to just hear about you. <laughs> Your what you've week. been di- yes yeah, yeah exactly it's a two-way thing yeah and and we hope that over time which does happen you know close friendships blossom yeah. from it and that's yeah. quite nice isn't it it that, is and
1: then they look forward to you coming in
2: exactly it's something to look forward to yeah yeah Yeah. so if
1: someone's listening tonight then heather and they fancy becoming a befriender what's the process
2: okay right well they can go onto our website which is www.gva.org.uk and register their interest with us so you can whatever your interest is whether it's with with befriending or the advocacy service as i mentioned earlier just put just put Pop in what your interest is um, leave your details and we will give you a call back then what will happen then is we'll get you in for an informal chat find out a little bit about yourself what you like what you don't like you know sort of try and get a feel feel for you yeah. um, there are no age restrictions um, you've just got to be over 18 okay okay so we do have lots of who are in their 80s and some even older yeah. than that. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah. Because it gives them something to do. It gives yeah. them a purpose as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's it giving is something fantastic. back. Yes. I
1: mean, do you match people perhaps with similar sorts of age?
2: Well, Can I always, happen? I always ask the client, "What would you prefer? Would you prefer somebody more of your age, or would you prefer somebody younger?" And, and I let the client take the lead on that. Yeah. You know. Because Somebody might think, Oh, well, I oh, like somebody who's got a bit of
1: you know, get up and bit, go or something, of, yeah,
2: get up and go, a bit of a spark to him, you yeah. know, yeah, and they make me feel better because they're younger, you know. And <laughs> exactly. some people
1: do like that, don't they? The youngster, they do. yeah, and they do get yeah. on well with them, they do, you know. It's not, um, I mean, youngsters do have a bad press with really. you, they're not all We've that got bad, quite are a they? few
2: young people yeah well good. on our books which is good and i you know it's great that they want to get out there yeah and help because and, and you talk to them it's like yeah well i remember my my, my gran or me my, my granddad you know and yeah so, so it's brilliant it. yeah
1: okay. so uh yeah good listener uh make a nice cup of tea and that kind yeah. of thing have a chat so- with them spend some time with them a, exactly. An hour or something.
2: Yeah, we ask for a minimum of an hour and once a week. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're dealing with somebody who's perhaps got like a little bit of memory loss or dementia, you don't want to say. Oh well I'll come on a Monday this week and the following week I'll come on a on a different day on a Wednesday. There needs to okay. be, you know Yeah.
1: And there's no particular training for this at all, is there?
2: No, well we give we give out the basic training because okay. obviously that they are our eyes and ears on the ground, our volunteers. So if there are anything that they're worried about or they think that the person that they're visiting is not themselves um we can look into it so you for can spot them. the signs we can spot the size before yeah. it comes a big problem okay
1: yeah. so all the details for mm-hmm. that on the website yeah
2: they are indeed and all our other services that we offer within gospel voluntary action
1: okay yeah. so the, the address you need gva.org.uk is the uh, email address there they could pop into the office i guess as well, if, if in gospel. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah if anybody knows gospel we're next door to the citizens advice bureau you can't miss us.
1: Beyond Morrisons. Yep. Uh, be,
2: that's right, behind MD, Morrisons. Indeed, there you yeah. go. Boston. George's
1: <laughs> Barracks, as was back in my day. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, Martin Snape House. That's, that's right, right. Yeah. it
2: is. Yeah, uh, yes. Go
1: along there and pop into the office. Yep. Yeah,
2: And we'll be happy to, to have a chat. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. stuff.
1: Well, Heather, hopefully we, we can give people some ideas tonight and, and get involved with the befriending scheme. Uh, so, again, if, if anyone out there wants to get involved with that, there are other opportunities on there on the website you can get involved with too. That address is gva.org.uk to get in touch with it. Heather Headman, thanks for coming tonight. Good to see her. Thank so, you. Thank you. Give my regards to Nikki Stavy. Oh, now, Nikki, I, I haven't interviewed for years on the radio. Oh. She's legendary. Uh, and she has one of those, we we're saying off there, she has one of those soothing voices, is indeed. You know, she and does. you could fall asleep.
2: You could indeed. In a nice way, Nikki. Yeah. if you're listening tonight. <laughs> I will pass on your regards, Chris. But if you will, bless will. her.
1: And to all the team there. If you want to get involved, in that, as I say, the befriending scheme or anything there Heather talked about tonight, uh, you can get in touch on that uh, at the website, of course, gva.org.uk. Find all the information there. All the telephone numbers on there as well and how you're going to get involved in that. And all the different uh, schemes they've got running too, youth groups and things like that you can get involved with. Uh, there's also some other volunteering, opportunities as well certainly the uh, the driving thing too uh, all on the website there at gva.org.uk is the website address and if I get involved in that uh, have a word with Nikki or Heather uh, there at the team and many of the others the girls there in the office and uh, they'll sure be able to help you along there find the actual uh, opportunity uh, you might like to do that's it for this week we're back next week usual time eight o'clock here on express and we'll do it all again now next week we've got action packed program for you again next week Let just turn the page to my diary look at that live on there uh, genealogy that's quite popular uh, we'll be talking to Elaine and Fiona from the Hampshire Genealogy uh, Society here in Portsmouth they're our profile guests next week and uh, also we're talking to Claire Waters now Claire's the chief exec of Bus Uses uh, UK we'll be chatting to her because the government's uh, announced uh, plans for future funding uh, promoting public transport so Claire's with us on the phone for that 10 past 8 and next Thursday action pack programme for you next Thursday night here live in is- as always at 8 o'clock. Chas V to rock after the latest news next at 9 o'clock. Watch out for Storm Dennis. He's a bit of a menace. Have a fabulous seven days. Take care of yourselves. Night-night. No, no.